Now, back to BetMGM Tonight. Here are Nick Ashew, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. You know the great thing about even the postseason when it comes to the NFL? You can still get into fantasy, even if you're putting betting stuff aside. DFS, I've, I've just come to love that. Oh yeah, so much, so much more than even being oh, in yeah. a league with a, with a bad commissioner or a friend that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. I've been in too many leagues like that where you look at the rules and go, God, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking? I can't wait for this league to be over. Also, yeah. PPR leagues a must. Non PPR leagues, standard leagues, whatever, hate them. For Awful. The birds. I think I, I hate, hate Superflex too. I've only done one year, and I was terrible. Oh, look at Jimmy Butler in attendance tonight at the Florida Atlantic game. They're they're struggling a little bit right they now, are. getting blown out by Wichita. Also. Um, since I celebrated South Florida being up six points or four points, they haven't scored. So I'm just going to uh, maybe Be quiet. shut that one down. <laughs> Memphis has won 10 in a row. Looks like it's probably going to be 11, and maybe that should have been a one-star play, not a six. Mm. Not a six. By the way, everybody was walking up to Jimmy Butler when you just pointed that out. Like, the ref came up and shook his hand and everything. He's uh, everywhere Jimmy Butler goes, man. Jimmy he's Butler. Star. Commands a crowd. Commands a crowd. He's got commercials for his coffee now, I've seen. He's doing all kinds of stuff. Big so. face coffee? Big face coffee, yeah. yeah. Wants to become a country music artist, too. I saw that. He's, he's written, been, like, 30 country yeah, songs. He's been a longtime fan. He's. I think he did, I think, I think, uh, on, on Sirius XM, the Kenny Chesney No Shoes Radio Channel. Mm. I think Jimmy was a guest host, and Aaron Andrews has done it, Chris Berman's done it, a lot of people have sat in and cut, like, a half-hour, hour show, whatever. I think Jimmy did it, too, at one point, and now, like Nick said, he's written tons of songs. Because he wants to do this. Yeah, he, he wants, wants to, to release it. He has like 20 something songs. He has country songs. Renaissance dude. Yeah, why not? Have fun. How can you not like Jimmy Butler? Walk I love Jimmy Butler. Well, I don't like Jimmy Butler. <laughs> well, that's because you're a Bulls fan, <laughs> so it's a little bit different. You're just a bitter, bitter Becky. <laughs> hey. Well, we all love James Coe. He jumps on with us as usual. Spot every Thursday. Reception Perception Podcast. Would you ever listen to any of uh, Jimmy Butler's country songs if they came out? I do not think so. Uh, look, by the way, backstory uh, when I started my career, uh, I was in local radio, and actually I was an AM country music DJ. Guys, I had to have been the only Korean country music DJ in the country in history. <laughs> had, to have been. had to have been. Congratulations on that. That's a, You're in rarefied air. You know what is also rarefied air is, is I told you, James. I told you. I can't just do it in the DMs. I have to do it on the airwaves as well. Correct, correct. What the yeah, hell, correct. Cooper Cup? What the hell? I don't know, man. You were right. You hit it right on the head. You, you, you nailed it right on the head, man, when you're talking about uh, both of those wide receivers just can't go off seemingly. I thought the matchup was too nice. I was wrong. Try change. You were right yet again. But, but <laughs> I did call out that Puka anytime, uh, and that did you catch did. Yep. you folks out there. What do you think about the matchup against the Lions now? Mike Evans broke my heart. He did absolutely nothing. He dropped a deep ball, which probably would yeah. have sent him into the oh. 70 range. We loved him last week. Obviously, the Lions defensively in the secondary are very gettable. Do you think Mike Evans bounces back? Very rarely does Mike Evans ever put together two bad games. So not only do I think he comes back, I think he comes back in a big time way against this this Detroit secondary. So go ahead and give me over 69 and a half receiving yards. Detroit nice. dead last in yards per game allowed to outside wide receivers. And man, that anytime touchdown is looking really tasty at plus 100. The Lions have allowed a primary outside wide receiver to score a touchdown in eight 
of their last 10 matchups going back to week 10. They give it up to the outside. Mike Evans, one of the premier Ooh. touchdown scorers in the NFL. I think he gets it done this week. Yeah, I love that matchup against Cam Sutton, who's five foot eleven on the outside too. What do you think about uh, the Detroit side? Who would you look at? Um, you know, Jared Goff really good against the blitz, and probably going to see a lot of that from Todd Bowles in this game. Who would you look at on the receiving side for Detroit in this matchup? Um, for Jared Goff, I, I do have him um, in terms of the over, in terms of the passing yards, but I, I just don't, yeah. I don't love the matchup because Tampa Bay has been getting pressure uh, on the quarterback in recent weeks, and Goff has just been absolutely horrific under pressure throughout his career, but especially this year as well. Uh, since uh, week number 10, two touchdowns, five interceptions while under pressure, uh, 58.9 passer rating, so I'm a little bit hesitant uh, in that regard, but I do love Baker Mayfield a lot. Again, I hate to keep picking on Detroit. Actually, I don't hate it. I'm going to keep picking on him because I love it. 255 and a half is the passing yard uh, prop for Baker Mayfield at minus 115. Look, he's been over this number in four of his last five games, and the Lions have allowed 345 plus passing yards in four straight games they've been getting absolutely slammed in the backfield it's the hardest pass funnel defense in the nfl right now and i think baker mayfield does come through what kind of weekend do you expect josh allen to have against a certainly really good uh kansas city defense he's sitting at a 227 and a half for passing yards right now and i mean listen we see a, an offense that's playing really well but there's always the risk man of that like bad josh allen one game it always concerns me so there's a couple of factors going on. I had to you, you of course have to look into the weather. So snows in the forecast mm -hmm. for Saturday, not Sunday. Temperatures in the 20s, mm -hmm. winds in the teens, so it should be fine. I don't think weather's going to be a big concern or a huge factor in this matchup. Legarius Sneed, though, that's a big one, right? He's been limited all all week with a calf injury. Um, I'd be surprised if he doesn't play right but it is something to keep in mind now guys can i just say i know this is the coward's way out here man but i'm just not touching this game from a betting perspective because i feel like anything could happen either patrick mahomes or josh allen could go super saiyan on us right now and just go crazy in this wild card game because these two teams are so familiar with each other i honestly just my brain's in a pickle man i don't know which way to go uh in this ball game so i, I just feel like from a betting perspective i'm probably not touching it from a passing perspective from a ground perspective i do like james cook a lot 60 and a half rushing yards is the prop right now for him and kansas city oh my god they could be running 4.81 yards per carry allowed fourth worst in the nfl since week number 10 Ooh, so you wouldn't even touch rasheed yeah. rice who's essentially now turned into their new yeah, tyree yes. kill 67 <laughs> and a half receiving yards for him minus 120 but the reason that i like him and i want to get your thoughts on him is because of all of the defensive injuries in the middle of the field for buffalo Right. You, you're talking about the, the linebacker play, obviously. You know, can they carry some of these receivers to, to a certain depth and everything like that? But the, I think the overall, the middle of the field has been extremely good for Buffalo. And, and I just wonder if this is what Sean McDermott's scheme does uh, for some of their defenders, man. But you talk about the Buffalo Bills versus slot-wide receivers. Um, they've been pretty stingy, as a matter of fact, right? So about league average in terms of yards per game and receptions per game allowed to slot-wide receivers. So... Uh, uh, again, I, it's a tougher matchup on the outside than it is on the inside because of the injuries that you mentioned. But, man, I just, I'm just, again, just so confused. My brain just cannot figure out how this game is going to go because I just think there's just too many variables in terms of the familiarity 
uh, and truly the animosity, I think, between these two teams. I feel like the biggest mismatch this weekend will probably be uh, Kyle Shanahan against Joe Barry. Who do you like for San Francisco? They're nine and a half point favorites. It's one of the bigger totals, 50 and a half. George Kittle looks like a good look against uh, Green Bay, most likely. Maybe Debo. What, what do you like here, if anything? Oh, you mentioned Debo. I love Debo Samuel uh, in this matchup against Green Bay because, again, Green Bay actually much worse in zone coverage than they are against man coverage. So when I take a look at Debo's prop at 57.5, I love that. Again, Green Bay, uh, bottom 10 in terms of yards per game while in zone coverage, top 12 in yards per game while in man coverage. Guys, if you go to receptionperception.com, give it a cheap plug, okay? But Debo Samuel, truly one of the elite zone beaters in the NFL Brandon Ayuk, one of the elite man beaters in the NFL. But there's a little bit of a trend, too. When you see heavy zone coverage, Debo seems to pop off. When you see heavier man coverage, it's an Ayuk game. So for me, this one is more of a Debo Samuel game. I think he hits 57.5 relatively easily. You know, first off, you can have whatever plugs you want. You come on every week with us. So yeah. you shamelessly plug whatever you want, whenever you want, my friend. You don't have to worry about that at all. Talking to James Coe, Reception Perception Podcast. Uh, you know, when we look at Jordan Love and the way that really the second half, at least the last third of the season went for him, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Second to the NFL and, you know, touchdowns. Ryan's been over here on a roller coaster. I love him. I hate him. Oh, my God, he's the best quarterback in the world. But up against this 49ers defense. Do you see a similar game to what we got last week against the Cowboys? Because it just feels like he's riding this wave against whoever his opponent is. It doesn't really matter. He's just locked in. He is locked in. Um, I just think that San Francisco, though, against with all the pressure that they've been applying, it's going to be a really tough ask, I think, for Jordan Love, right? San Francisco, top five in quarterback pressure rate, number one in sacks per game uh, between weeks 10 to 17, right? So this is going to be a really tough task here for Jordan Love. And San Francisco only allowed eight passing touchdowns in that same time span. It's the sixth fewest, uh, again, in that time frame. So I'm... Like, I get it. People are really high on Jordan Love. And as a matter of fact, on our podcast, we're like, if you're going into 2024, can you legitimately name eight quarterbacks that you would have ahead of Jordan Love given age and contract? It's awfully Hmm. tough. That, That list gets really narrow really quick so he is truly up there in terms of um you know knocking on the door in terms of elite pass uh throwers in the nfl but just i think in this matchup i just don't think they're ready there i think their young wide receivers get kind of sort of bottled up uh in this one and i do think that shanahan uh will have a good game plan in front of him here's a number that's gone down james uh a few days ago when we talked about this game and the player props nico collins was sitting there at 81 and a half I think he had 80 receiving yards the last time that these two teams played. The number's actually gone down, 77.5, which you don't see for number one wide receivers that have been really good and as good as him. What do you see for the matchup for the Texans, for C.J. Stroud, for Nico Collins, uh, and maybe some of the like secondary guys who could be getting some, some touches and, and targets in this game like Dalton Schultz? So it's interesting to me that the yardage prop would go down um, because, again, as you mentioned, I think Nico Collins is the guy. And by the way, I just feel like 
Baltimore would be very smart by the numbers to play a heavy man coverage scheme, right? And this is the most amoebus defense that we have uh, in the NFL. They change their game plan week to week just depending on who the quarterback is. And if you look at the numbers, C.J. Stroud, not, not that great against man coverage, even though we saw him tor torch up uh, Cleveland last week, right? So, again, a 58.99% completion rate um, against, um, against man coverage, it's not very good, right? So, to me, I, I just feel like if they go man coverage here, they're going to force C.J. Stroud into a little bit of a bind. But Nico Collins is a really good man beater. So, I do think that C.J. Stroud hits his yardage prop. But then they'll be very good in terms of stopping him around the goal line, which they've been great all year in terms of that. So Ravens, uh, again, bottom 10 in terms of passing yards allowed since week number 10. So I like the over of 237.5 for C.J. Stroud, and I like the over for Nico Collins as well. I usually stay away from these markets, but I like the most receiving yards in the divisional round, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but, I mean, you got a lot of guys. St. Brown's uh, got the best odds, 3-1. to one. Nico Collins, 5-1. to one. Mike Evans, 9-1. to one. Um, and then, man, you go all the way down, and that's where you'll find Debo. 20-1 to 1 to have the most yards divisional round. You, you brought up a couple guys, a couple matchups you like. Who do you like the most uh, this weekend at the wide receiver position? Listen, if we're figuring in odds, go ahead and give me Debo because I feel like Debo 20-1. Yeah. to 1, that My dude could pop off for 150, and I don't think any of us would be surprised, right? That being said, I, I think I'm probably leaning towards Mike Evans there. Detroit secondary has been rough, <laughs> like real bad. Yeah. Probably the worst in the NFL, you know what I mean? And Mike Evans, like I said, it's so rare for my guy, Big Mike, to have two bad games. I think he's, he's beating himself over that drop pass. Uh, that he had last week. I don't think it's going to happen again, man. Watch this guy go for a buck 20 and two touchdowns. You know, I, I just think he's going to have a huge game today or in this matchup against Detroit. I think Baker Mayfield hits his over prop on touchdowns as well of one and a half. That feels like, you know, again, really, uh, really good odds there too. So I, I don't know. I'm feeling it with Mike Evans at nine to one. All right, still got about 90 seconds or so. Is there any upsets you like this weekend? Any teams you're – because I'll tell you what, the one team I feel like they could at least cover, Texans plus 9.5 against the Ravens because the Ravens are terrible when they're a touchdown favorite or more and Lamar Jackson starting. And I don't know, the Texans just kind of feel like to me, man, they're like this team that just has nothing to lose and they're just going out there and playing loose football. I think if I was going to pick an – first of all, I love that call. I can't. I actually can't believe that the line is 9.5. Having watched C.J. Stroud play in recent weeks, like, what are we doing out here, Vegas? Like, 9.5 yeah. seems too much. You know, 9.5 for Baltimore is too much. I, I think Houston covers that one. Um, again, I feel really confident about that. But if we're just looking for a straight upset, I kind of like Tampa Bay against Detroit. You know, I, I know Tampa Bay is on the road, but it's indoors. Detroit's 6.5-point favorite, so, you know, it's, it's a big test here for Tampa Bay. But they've got – this is what's funny. Detroit's a, a big pass funnel, right? And so they've been stopping the run really well. Well, Tampa Bay doesn't really rely on the run all that much. Yeah, they give the ball to Rashad White to kind of sort of establish a little bit of a ground game. But really, where they make their hay is through the passing game. And they've gotten Chris Godwin more involved. Trey Palmer's been more involved. Kate Otten all of a sudden, out of nowhere, more involved mm -hmm. as well. I think Detroit might be on upset alert here. Kate Otten was my letdown like all year. Same. Just, and then he went absolutely yeah. berserk when on get, Monday. Once we put him on the list, all of a sudden it's like, okay, now, now you want to sit there and hit the over on all your props. It's like Le'Veon Bell. James Coe, reception <laughs> perception. Great to talk to you again, my friend. All right. I'll see you guys. Le'Veon Bell mushed Kyrie last night. That's right. He did. Yeah. Kyrie what? was terrible last yeah. night. How did I miss that? Yeah. Le'Veon Bell keeps betting on Kyrie, and every oh, time he does, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he goes under.
Le'Veon Bell retires and he's Nine out points, there betting. Didn't take him long. Good he's like, him. nope, I'm jumping in. Hey, he's got the coin. I was gonna say he made he plenty, of, money. plenty of money in his career Still without question. So, sorry. <laughs> 36-17 right now. Memphis over South Florida. Yikes. What quarterback by 13. is most likely to lead the weekend in passing yards? Going to look at that market next. It's BetMGM tonight.